Welcome back to the Popcast. I am your host, Billy Blinks, joined this week by my two favorite fathers of two, my co-host, Brian. Hello. And my dear, dear, dear friend, Paul Hart, the host of the Apples to Oranges podcast. Paul, thank you for coming back. Thanks for having me on. Kind exciting. of invited yourself. <laughs> I totally did, just like my wedding. <laughs> it's been a crazy week for everything in pop culture. It has been a pretty crazy week for all three of us. And I was just really happy. We're recording this later than we do. We don't even have a set day, Bri. We know this. We are a the complete mess of a podcast. It's all yeah. good. I, I still hate the name. It's on its last legs. It's probably going to get a quick name change sooner than later, but I've already kind of shared with Brian. So we're going to we're going to have one that's going to be a little more accurate to us and it, by accurate to us. I mean, making fun of ourselves. So uh, look out there in the future, guys. I say this now, like I said last week, it may be two years until I change it. It's going to be cast pop. Cast. It's actually a, <laughs> it was a guys. I've talked about this like a few episodes ago. I swear when I looked up the name, like the popcast. 30 other podcasts did not pop up. And then as soon as we started, like the first episode and I searched it again, it was all there was 30 podcasts with that word in the podcast. And I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. So I did come up with some this week. There is some stuff I want to talk to Olivia, who's our graphic person, my dear friend. And she always been hooking us up with everything. And I think she's going to die when I tell her. So not in like a bad way, but um, huge cast. Listen, it's you'll see. You will see. I want to kind of mix it up a little bit. And Paul, with you being our guest, I kind of want to start with this off the top. Apple's Orange is, is killing it. You guys are killing it. And I think Apple TV has been killing it recently, but you are the resident expert. So I kind of just want to start off the top. Uh, if anyone hasn't heard you here before, give a quick little plug of the podcast again. But then just let us know if you get to go on Apple TV right now, what you need to be watching. Yeah, man, we cover all things Apple TV. We cover like pretty much the big uh the big releases every week uh sometimes they drop off into just little quick blurbs but i think one of the best shows on tv right now is pachinko it is this fucking saga of a show it's about to wrap up like it, it's uh finale aired on friday elizabeth moss just came out on a really cool show called the shining girls where she's solving her own murder which is fun murder um roar if anybody was a fan of glow uh the minds behind glow brought like an anthology series onto apple tv where they dropped all this stuff and if you don't love gary oldman you're a piece of shit but he's got a cool show called uh slow horses which is like a fun it's like a fun fucking uh thing about like where uh kind of not too great spies go to they're kind of their own little <clears throat> misfits club and they're kind of doing their own shit but yeah and uh just kind of getting ready for the fucking season three premiere of fucking for all mankind baby in june Woo! everybody if you know i've this has gotten to a point now with for all mankind where like I'm people tell me and it's really cool i like being for some of my friends locally they reach out to me and they're always like all right so what's good now what do i need to watch i just finished this and i've been pushing for all mankind for over a year but it's sometimes like a hard sell for people and i have to go to the point now where i'm like look i'm literally staking my reputation if you hate this recommendation then never talk to me listen to me again but that is the show you need to watch i I'm about to start a rewatch, honestly, to get ready for the you know season three and maybe even do a little bit of side content 
to do like episode by episode or even like oh, a fuck, season yeah. one review or something. So I'll obviously talk to Paul about that. Bri, I don't know. Have you got to it yet? I know I've mentioned it to you. Uh, it's on the list. Dude. All right. Here's a, here's a fun topic. Here's a fun topic. Brian's got a list, Paul. Not like the list of Jericho, not like, you know, a list to get into club. List. He's got this list that will never get completed of just misfit series and everything that he just won't finish. So what's what's where yet? Where's the list right now, Brian? Like what's what's what are you currently watching and what's next on the list? So depending on what room I am in the house, Entourage is what I'm currently like really powering through. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, we, I think I talked about this last week. Uh, every season, I start to hate more and more characters. Um, I'm also re-watching the show called Black Sails on Hulu. Ooh, I like it. I, I didn't see the last season, so it was years ago, so I just started re-watching it. And um, I think that's it, because honestly, now that I have two children and I'm at the hospital every day, I don't really get as much watch time in the evening as I used to. <laughs> but I, if, June, if June is the date, I'll watch it. Excuses. Uh, Brian, I have a question for you. How much do you fucking hate Turtle right now in Entourage? Um, I'm on season seven. Yeah, I haven't really liked him since the beginning, honestly. No, Are you doing like the Avion stuff? So much. Uh, I don't even honestly remember what I'm on. I hate, I don't know. I, I used to hate Vinny the most. I think I hate E the most because I find him so unrealistic a as a character. fucking annoying little There's shit. no way he gets the ass he gets. Sloan, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Well, and Turtle gets Jamie Lynn Sigmund. Yeah. Uh, Fuck yeah, that bullshit. shit. Yeah. Yeah. That show was like, when I watched it originally, I was high school, college age, and it just set these unrealistic expectations of like what like life would be like if you could go out oh, and yeah. show your boys. It was like, you're Whoa. usually sitting there with all your boys watching it, and then it's just like, this is going to be us guys, like, you know, when we're sitting in Rodney, like, right. I, like it, yeah. And well, I, it's I, I Mark feel like Wahlberg. I'm, like, I'm sorry. I feel no, it's okay. I feel like I'm that guy where it's like I watch these shows later and people are like obsessed with it, and I'm like, the show is just okay. Doesn't live up to the hype. The agent part of it, all the stuff with the eight, like when you do with Ari, I think is really cool. But like anytime we got Vinny and Turtle doing and E with his like bullshit career path, I just I'm like, this is I don't believe any of this. So now that you're farther into the show, I can like ask you, but there's some episodes and things I was going to bring up to you, but yeah. my favorite episode, I'm curious what your favorite was, but my favorite still of all time for Entourage is the Joshua Tree episode. Yeah, that one was funny. When, they, when he goes away and then Lloyd takes Ari's house. And they yeah, have Lloyd big, is awesome. Confucius say, Ar, I hate magic and I hate magicians, Lloyd. Yeah, yeah Lloyd's great. Uh, I would say Lloyd, Ari, and Drama are my favorite characters. I love Drama. Paul, who was your favorite? Drama. Johnny Drama. Drama and, uh, and Lloyd. Rex Lee. <laughs> Sounds like we're on a trend here. I yeah, told Rex. you that, Brian, from when you were like, yeah. when you first started, that Lloyd I just was forgot. I, yeah, I, Lloyd wasn't like as, as prominent as he was. Mm -hmm. Like when he was about to switch agencies, I was worried that he was gone. But then that lasted like 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, that would have been devastating. Yeah. Yeah. That but we got Carla Gugino for a little bit and she's fucking sexy as hell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's so many people in that show that I'm like, wow. And then yeah. E, somehow they're interested in a little Smurf leprechaun E. And E's a piece, Kevin Connor is like a piece of shit in real life, too. So he's a good like, actor. Yeah, he's a piece and he's a piece of shit, too. So oh. it's it, it's yeah. like the best. My favorite stuff is the Seth Green stuff with him. Like where oh, Seth's yeah. Like, yeah. tell Sloan I said, sup. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. My favorite character, I think of it, I guess favorite side character is that fucking lunatic director friend of theirs. Billy. 
Yeah. Billy yeah. Walsh. I love how like he drops his shirt and he has like a fucking Medellin tattoo on his <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. Yeah, Billy Walsh. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I I like him, but no, like the more and it, it was just Mark Wahlberg to be like, hey, look, man, I got laid a lot in Hollywood because the whole thing is kind of like him and his boys reflection right? on his career. You know, I kind of think he was better. Like his career path's got to be better than Vinny Chase. Oh, a hundred percent. Adrian Grenier, otherwise never, best known for the Devils, wears Prada. The only time things go good for him are in between seasons. That's like they the do have a tendency to do that. You're right. Like yeah, they just yeah. like shit sucks. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, also he should have been Aquaman. I mean, he's he's an asshole. He's an I just asshole. watched a dumbest show with him in it too, and I can't remember what the fuck. Tell it me, it's was. called Clickbait. Yes, that show was so fucking stupid. Oh, I thought I, I just said last week to Bill that I thought I was okay. <laughs> I was like, this is so fucking dumb, but hey. It, okay, I, I agree with you on some of the points where it's like, it is very unrealistic, but it definitely, that probably stuff happened, not on the level of what happened in that show, but people stealing other people's identities and trying oh, to. Oh, yeah. I thought it was just a good idea. Yeah, oh no, the idea was great. I just don't think I enjoyed the execution. Yeah, but hey, it's it's an interesting watch. The, the, the main sister is annoying as hell, right? Oh, yeah. All of his kids were annoying as fuck. That's true. That's true. Get out of here. So I had a, um, it's not something I haven't seen before, but I definitely have a kind of a comfort show obsession right now. And that comfort show obsession is Supermarket Sweep. Is that a game show? Are we talking like the one from the 80s? Yeah, like the the one from the 80s. Yeah, no, no. The the classic, classic Supermarket Sweep. And I, I am hooked. It's like where is 80s it? crack to me. Where I don't is know it? why? You don't know what Supermarket Sweep is? No, where, where, where are you watching it? Oh, it's on Netflix, dude. They have like they have like okay. hundreds of episodes on Netflix. And it's just a rabbit hole. They're all like 19 minutes long. But it's, what's funny is like you could tell that they kind of limited these people to what they were allowed to grab. Like they always run for the hands. They always run for the diapers and the formula. And I'm like, why are you running for like the pills and like all the medicine <laughs> and all like you're just like picking right. and choosing. So I always wondered if they were only told they're only allowed to grab certain things. Go for the detergent. That was the big ticket item back in the Oh, day, yeah, man. that's good. I mean, even toilet that- paper is expensive. Yeah. So is it like that show you just grab expensive items in a certain amount of time? They don't yeah, give basically. you a list and you race? No. So like the beginning of the show is there's like quiz questions. It's kind of like Price is Right where the, okay. like, what's more expensive? Here's three yeah. items. Try to match them. Sometimes there's little things where you have to run in and try to grab an item. And every time you win around or get something right, you add time to your okay. sweep at the end. And then it's whoever, you know, like Paul said, there's sometimes bonus items and there's like riddles to try to find like the extra items worth a couple extra hundred dollars. And I, I don't know, man. I, I, I told um, Emily's brother, Jack, about it, too, the other night. And he texted me. He's like, dude, I love the show. So did the Toys R Us show for kids where they would just go in the Toys R Us and just get just sweep things in their cart did this stem from that show i'm assuming supermarket sweep came first but there are you telling me there's a toy version of this yeah you don't remember the show oh my god that show was fucking awesome what was it it on nickelodeon to be on that show was it what was it called yeah it was on how the fuck was it it was uh it, it was cool because as a kid you'd watch it as a kid and you'd be like oh wow he's going for these toys and like or you're like why are they going for that and like obviously I was a guy, so I cared about the guy didn't care about the girls getting dolls. I cared about the guy like getting like the street sharks and the uh oh my god power ranger megazord stuff like that. Super toy run. Yeah, it was a good wow. show. 
Oh my god! Awesome. It, was, it sounds very similar to that. I'm sure they weren't doing riddles and stuff. It was like you have 60 seconds to get all the stuff you want or things like that. It was like a time run. And it came off. It came like on like right around like the same day or time slot as like uh like that temple game. Oh, temple! Uh, Hidden Temple. Legends of the Hidden Temple. temple. Yeah, so this was a Nickelodeon show. Yeah. Okay. The one I liked, the Nickelodeon, it was like the video game one where you actually were like in the video games. Do you remember that one? It was a, it was like a, it was literally just about like video games and they would play classic arcade games against each other and have like quiz questions. But then there was like a blue screen aspect to it where like you'd go and play like a level of Mario Brothers or something. I don't and you, that. You'd have to like jump over. I swear, I'm gonna, I'll look it up during the podcast, but there was something similar to that as well. And like, so, I mean, Nickelodeon in the 90, early 90s, mid 90s, they had a lot of good. TV yeah, game hit. show type thing, dude. Figure it out, man. Oh my oh, god, my double dare. Was figure it out the one with the big nose, like the brain? What was it? Figure it out. What was the who was figure the it out? Was with Summer Sanders, okay. where like they would have people with special talents and they would have like three panelists from their TV shows. Okay, like, all right, I remember that. Had, like, like Josh and Josh, or whatever the fuck that show was. Yeah, but Summer Sanders, oh my god. The game, the show I was talking about was called Nick Arcade. All right, that sounds familiar. So, yeah, same kind of thing. Oh my god, I'm just looking now. And there's a whole YouTube thing, the history, the story of Nick Arcade on YouTube. So I know what I'm gonna watch later. Good shows. Then shows today suck. They also had like the, um, uh, what was the one where you had to go up the aggro crag? The the like the competition one was like the Olympics one. Mm, Um, I don't remember. Definitely crazy. saw all of these shows. I just don't remember them like yeah. names. Hold on, I'm looking. Oh, Super all aggro of Nick Craig. Arcade is on uh is on guts. Plus. Oh guts, okay. Dun, 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 dun. Guts. Wait, what where, where was that show, Paul? All of Nick Arcade is on Paramount Plus, it says. Oh, mm-hmm. Paramount does own Nickelodeon. Oh my dude, Paramount Plus. All right, this is actually a great segue. Oh, you know, Paramount Plus has Paramount Plus has been killing it. So um, we're gonna talk about I know Paul has watched, and I know I told Brian about it, probably hasn't watched it yet. The Leave the uh-huh. Gun, Take the Cannoli. Uh, that is the dramatization of the b- book. Oh no, this is the offer, which is the dramatization of the book, Leave the Gun, Take the Cannoli. Uh, which is about the making of The Godfather and, you know, following the producers like Al Ruddy and the you know, Coppola and and Puzo and everybody's lives and how it intersected. And along with the, the, the mob and the Columbos and the AFL-CIO stuff in the Italian-American League, we'll get into our review. But the, and also, you know, they have Halo, which has been, you know, it's been really improving for Brian and I because we're big Halo people. But overall, I mean, with Paramount Plus, it even segues into reality, guys. I mean, they have so much reality TV on there because MTV is hooked up with them as well. So it's oh. like you know, all the challenges. There's, you know, what else have we watched on there, Brian? Like, um, this is bad radio. But there's something like Amazing Races are on yeah. there. Real World Seasons, Real yeah. World Homecoming's been on there. They're going to have uh, the Challenge All Stars, which starts yeah, in a week, season that's three. Wrong. But even like the movies you find, like you said, you, you don't realize how much uh, it's stupid to say now, but how much Paramount uh, properties, like how many companies that Paramount actually has underneath Whoa. their umbrella. And like, I, I've never been a Trekkie, but I've been kind of getting into it. They have all the Star Trek, like yeah, that's everything Star Trek. That's a big, that is a big lie. I and mean, it's actually funny because I had reached out to Rebecca recently and I'm like, hey, 
I'm not a Trekkie. I really haven't dived into it, but I'm going to start diving in. And I kind of asked for her advice of where to start. So I definitely when I get my find myself a little bit further into, you know, my Star Trek watching, I definitely want to get Rebecca on and have her you know, give her expertise and also kind of guide us in the right direction on what shows to avoid and what shows to definitely hit first and then kind of circle back around even the movies and stuff like that. But I mean, talk about something like, oh, my God, I mean, it's. It's like there's just so much to dive into. I mean, there's just so much there, which is cool because I love it's like Brian's talking about getting into Doctor Who. Like, yeah, that's on my list. You never watch Doctor Who. It's like, oh, well, you got plenty. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's, that's what that was my hang up. It's like there's too much. Like I want to like jump into show to show. It's very it's right, Paul. It's, it's like there is a level of like, where do I start? Is it worth it? Like, you know, right. do I call you golf? Because it's going to be one of those things where you start watching. It's probably all you're going to watch for a while. You know what I mean? Exactly. And and that's what yeah i know brian does that too i mean we, we all know about yeah brian survivor binge yeah yeah survivor but i actually enjoyed survivor doom patrol sucks paul do you like doom Wait, patrol what 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 do you like doom patrol i haven't seen the third season but i love doom patrol i love the really? comic i love the comic all right, what about the show the show oh yeah the fucking show i love the fucking show all right so the we're just gonna disagree season. on everything we're <laughs> just gonna disagree on everything. Okay, yeah, uh, Brian. Table ten, motherfucker. Yeah, Brian actually said that he hated Brendan Fraser. Yeah, I, I can't stand him in the show. What is wait in the show or in anything? No, just in the show. Oh, whoa! That's I just fine. think he's. I think it's the writing. Like I think he curses too much. Got you. I would strongly. I would like. Like man, I like. I remember when that first came out. It was part of the DC Universe app, or whatever yeah, the fuck right. it was called. And what was so cool about that app is I would turn on Doom Patrol and then it would be like, you watch Doom Patrol. These are the runs of comics we suggest you read. And I could read them on my TV. Oh, that's really cool. That is cool. I wish HBO Max would have brought in the comic library from DC Universe. It's really uh, interesting that they didn't. I mean, is that I guess that's those were separate rights, I have assumed, than the the show rights. Yeah, I guess, but like that was it was a very cool app. They just kind of didn't have enough to put out and they didn't have a lot of rights to their movies because Batman would come on like you'd be lucky if you found Batman, any of the Batmans on the DC app for more than a week. Mm-hmm. So, um, Paul, the reason I kind of gave up on that show is like Batman came out on HBO Max, so I watched it. Yeah. And then I'm not a big DC fan to begin with. So I was like, man, this is a pretty good movie. And then I went right back to where I was in Doom Patrol. I'm like, I'm not watching this anymore after what I just watched. Like the level of just too, it's not, it's not, it was just for me, I, I could watch, start watching Entourage or something else. I get that. I get that. Cause Batman, like, I mean, is what you're saying is like the Batman movie? Like, was it like way more based in reality, like the gritty type of thing? And we're getting into like this blob lady and fucking. Yeah. It's, and look, I made it through almost season two. So it's not like I was going to, I was going to power through it. Yeah. But yeah, I would, yeah. I just I don't know I like I liked like Green Arrow and Flash and like I like DC characters but like these guys I just it wasn't sticking for me no I get I I totally understand that man different strokes for different folks right so actually funny you mentioned the Batman here so I have two things quickly about the Batman obviously you said it dropped on HBO Max which is awesome I sat my ass right back down and everyone who watched you know go back into our episode two or actually episode one of the podcast, yep. we did our full Batman roundtable, and you can hear Paul on that as well. We had our buddy Vise, 
um brian we had jesse as well i mean that was a good time that round table. i was not on i think it was wally oh it was wally you're right Bryce. i was oh, you're right because you hadn't even seen i hadn't it. seen it i was like i hadn't I'm not seen it participating i hadn't seen it so that would I mean so this is my thing there are so i guess a lot of people didn't go see it in the theaters and i'm thinking this is a little bit more for me and i want to see if you guys are seeing any of this as well but especially on facebook man i am seeing a lot of the batman hate and i really? am not here for it really? i am not here for it i'm yeah i had so many people this week i saw they're like oh this is so boring but yeah patents the worst and i'm like i don't I know if some of you guys are listening right now get it together like i don't want to be about you if you really think that's actually not a good batman film like you're nuts you're drunk you're nuts you, you got probably, I know, go talk to whatever God you talk to, like, just figure it out because that is a goddamn good movie. Yeah, I thought it was good. And I'm not a DC guy. I, I, I actually really enjoyed it. There's somebody else that I know hates DC more than me. He enjoyed it. So I didn't have, I haven't seen anybody dislike it, Bill. Yeah, I've seen some. I mean, it's just so different from what we've gotten in terms of on screen Batman. Like, we've never seen the detective i don't uh, it doesn't in my opinion it, it doesn't uh deserve any hate um, well i guess south I, Phil, I, I guess south philly people like batman with nipples better i guess that's that's what they I mean, would prefer who doesn't? How, how old are these people bill doesn't uh honestly i'd say a little bit older than us but not like not like i hate you not like old so maybe like guys from like ranging like their 30s to maybe like 50 Say. Is it a mutual friend of ours who lives in Jersey? Because fuck that guy. No, it's not actually. <laughs> but I don't know who that is. That's funny. <laughs> stop messaging me about my passive aggressive comments on your statuses, bro. Oh yeah. Also, Brian, you'll like this. This I thought this I actually put this in specifically for you. I saw this <laughs> on IGN. So it was HBO Max's streaming numbers for what was the most streamed like property on. HBO Max in their first week and Batman. Now, remember, it wasn't day and date. So obviously people, a lot of people went and saw Batman in the theaters. Batman had 4.1 million streams. That's what the number they gave. But it was second. It was actually second to something else. Another thing that we've reviewed in our past, Brian, in our former lives in another multiverse. FYI Island? No, it is a movie. Godzilla. Nope. Almost. Very close. Oh, Mortal, Kombat? Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Oh, fuck that. Mortal Kombat is the number one deal. for the first week at HBO Max was their biggest streaming thing ever for a movie. I mean, yeah, I'll tell you what, like, I was really excited for it. But like, you got to go back to when it came out. Movie theaters yep. were just barely yeah, that's opening. A good point. Yeah, that's what I was saying. There wasn't day and date. Like, you know, obviously Batman had its theatrical 60 day release. But we were, it's just so funny because I remember back now, like, we were so hyped for Mortal Kombat to come out. Oh, yeah. I, I remember I watched it with some. I did my first podcast of, with that, like my own podcast with Lou, right? Yeah, and uh, two of my other friends. But yeah, it was disappointing. But I mean, I enjoyed the movie. So that was my first return to the theaters since Birds of Prey. I was really <laughs> fucking pissed off about that. <laughs> We're talking about getting Brian's return to the theater. Actually, yeah, no, I, I, am, I am going to the movies next weekend. Doctor Strange. Doctor 100%. Oh wait, no, no. Brian's going for the for the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> wait, what choice? What movie is that? It's called The Bad Guys. Oh, is that the pet movie? Yeah. Well, yeah, it, it, it's about like uh, you know, like the literary bad guys, like the big bad wolf and the spider yeah, the from, shark and yeah, 
Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna take the kids. I'm not gonna lie, man. One of my biggest surprises was Sonic Two last week. I didn't get to go yet. So let's get your thoughts, that. dude. That movie's fucking fantastic. I'm gonna go. So I, I want to go this week. Awesome. I'm a Where huge Sega be? kid. Will that be HBO? Eventually. Okay, because I saw the first Sonic on something. I don't remember what it was on. I would. Is I it HBO? The first Sonic. This was. I feel like it might be Paramount. I think it is yeah, Paramount, actually. The, yeah, because the rings were going around the mountain at the beginning. Uh, it is Paramount. You're okay, right. So then I watch it on Paramount. Okay. See, look, we are, we're the Paramount. Plus, we're the Paramount Plus podcast. Oh, how was Knuckles? Knuckles was awesome. So, like, Knuckles is great, but like, Knuckles is Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. In this movie, and it's Idris Elba, right? It's Idris Elba. Doesn't he like not understand like sarcasm or like yes. how, why things work? Like. Yes, yes. We we loved him. My son and I loved loved Knuckles the most. My daughter loved Tails. I've been a big um, Tails fan since I was a kid. Is the um, is the Black Sonic in there? Like Shadow is his name or something like that? Is they hinted him? I'm not saying anything. Unless, oh, then I was just a guess. Unless you really want to know. Unless you really want to know. Nah, I'll watch the movie when it comes out. Oh, all, I'm to gonna the, say, to all, all I'm going to say is stick around after the last scene. Okay. Cool. So we got a post credit scene for Sonic. That's great. Yeah, we got a we got a mid credit scene just like uh, the first Sonic. I need some so super. Is, I need some super Sonic in my life. So is Jim Carrey? He said, "Is he? Didn't he say he was retiring? Is he going to continue that role?" Man, like it, 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 it's crazy. He said that because they could go either way. The franchise could definitely continue on without him after okay. this one, but it could also if he's like, ah, just kidding. Yeah, like I'm back. Like maybe he won't do anything new. Like maybe he'll stick with some of these projects that like could carry on because he's a that's an important character. Oh yeah, he's fucking he's so good. I can't say enough. This movie, like, it's got all the stuff for the kids. It's got funny stuff for the adults. It was so cool to hear all the sound effects. That's cool. And and they go to specific worlds from the original video games in this one. Um, oh, oh, sick. That's cool. Man, but like, and it, and it's got a great message for kids. Like, it's it's pretty fantastic. We had a blast watching it. I laugh when we, me and Brian talk about anything because Brian's not like a kids movie guy, but now he obviously has two not. children. So like, every time I talk about myself watching something, whether it was like a Pixar thing or whatever, Brian's like, I'm not watching. I'm watching. I'm like, oh, they're coming, Brian. Oh, they're coming. You cannot escape these films. They are coming for you, and they are locked in. You got yeah. about five years. Yeah, you, you got about five years until you're ready to go to the movie theaters with kids. Right. No, I, I'm going to do it. Am I going to enjoy it? No. Man, you know what, though? Like the Pixar movies and the Disney movies are are pretty fantastic because they give a lot for the adults, too. You're not just sitting there in the boring. Like a, like a lot of DreamWorks movies are dumb like that, like Boss Baby. All right, let's test. Let's test our. Let's test. Let's see if we can go over three here. Did you see Ray and the Last Dragon? Yes. Yes. Did you like it? It was okay. I don't. I don't rank it anywhere high up in like the Disney lore. Definitely. Like, okay. Yeah. I thought it was dumb. So okay. So I guess that's two and a half. Okay. Not bad though. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. At least we're trying here. Talk about trying. I must talk about this. this. Is like obviously like the biggest story like in the world almost. So Elon Musk bought Twitter, guys. He bought it. I didn't think you could do that. Like, I mean, I know you could almost buy anything, but let me ask you, is Twitter worth $53 billion? I hardly use it. Um, I mean, I use it every day, so maybe. 
but, but like, I, I'm just, what does he gain out of owning it? Like he said, he wants a f- like free speech, blah, blah, blah. But like, really, what is he, what does he want it for? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely asking. Clout. To, to reinstate someone back on it. Oh no. Yeah. I thought that's, yeah, that was one of the things. I, that... I feel like that was the main reason why he did it was to get 45 back into the social media. <laughs> just to make this, to get everybody all riled up and shit. Um, no, but like I read an article, like he honestly could have given $1 million to every single person in the world with the money he spent on Twitter. <laughs> That's an outrageous. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I guess it maybe is like a point, like you never thought it could be sold because, or bought because like it's so much money. It, it, it just seems it's, it's almost to me, it's like, no one should own that, but I guess someone has to own it. Someone's got to operate it. Right. It's it just one of those things that Twitter to me always just seemed like such a, it, to me, it was just like the internet. It is just like part of it. Almost. It was like who, no one owns the internet. You know what I mean? And to me, Twitter was kind of in that. Now I know Facebook and Instagram isn't because you, you know, obviously adds up the ass on everything. And we we've known for a very long time, how effed up Facebook and Instagram is in a lot of ways, but I mean, like you said, Paul, they, he mentions the whole shadow banning thing. And obviously, you know, people talk about 45 and like all that type of thing. But I'm just curious, like I, I'm very I, I was dying with like the reaction, though, because people are talking about free speech and they're like, oh, what, you put a bunch of child porn on Twitter now. You just let people get murdered. I'm like, oh, OK, people like honestly, I mean, I wouldn't you know, a murder wouldn't be that. <laughs> fuck with people. Well, what was it like? One point seven million users deactivated their accounts since it's gone public. Yeah, how many users are on Twitter? Yeah, how many bots? Yeah, well, like I do know they they, they try to do like a, a bi daily bot cleanse, and I think they looked at like a lot of like like I think they looked at Katy Perry, Barack Obama, and some of the other people with the most followers, and Barack Obama went from like one hundred and thirty one million people to like a hundred and twenty nine million followers like Katy Perry, like, so they're like, yeah, people are actually leaving because of this. I don't know if I'd leave because of it, but. I think people forget about the mute button, everyone. Everyone loves to throw yeah. the either, you know, delete the app or block everybody you don't like. There's also just. Someone who's been blocked. I, I am currently blocked by plenty of people. I've I've blocked by Charles Barkley, baby. Oh, that's a good one. What'd you say to Chuck to get him to block you? He said something about the Bucks a long time ago when we had Brandon Jennings, and I responded. I said, "Like you don't know, like oh, like you should just you know stick to your little talk show." And he said something back. I'm like, "Dude, you know we had the same amount of rings, right?" Block. Oh, blocked. Oh man, blocked. I like that. I got so Bill. Who's your best blocker? So he's got Charles. He's got Chuck. I got Ab Schefter. Uh, oh, I talked about this last week. What John Cusack? Okay, cool. So we got a nice little. You can only get on the podcast if you've been blocked by somebody with a blue check mark. Yeah, I got Scott Bale and Dean Kane as well. Ooh, what'd you do to Superman? I made fun of his political and religious beliefs. <laughs> Told him to go suck kryptonite. <laughs> I I may have spoken about his deepest inner thoughts and beliefs. I don't know, maybe. He's just such a piece of shit. I just said John Cusack was a fair weathered pussy and i said i was glad that the guy on barstool made fun of him and called him out in person for it because he you can't root for two teams in your same town like can't root for the white Sox and the cubs when it's convenient dude just kick rocks dude 
That's I was like talking rude. about somebody who was an alleged rapist, and I got blocked. Who, Roethlisberger? No, that, that is a rapist. A um, I'm talking about uh, Kobe? Sean Watson. Ooh. Wait, dude, Schefter's the worst, dude. Yeah. He's not even a journalist, dude. Let's yeah. see, He's Brian Windhorst. Like, they're the same. They both That's another guy I have zero respect for is Brian Windhorst. How, how sad is it that we could have named, like, 45 athletes of who Brian could have been talking about was an alleged rapist? It's so bad. It's a, that should have been, let's play the game now. What athlete are you talking about? Rapist. Murder. Yeah, well, Bill Nicholson. <laughs> he's like begging to be allowed back into the PGA now because he said he'd rather like play with the Saudis. <laughs> now they're realizing that like the Saudis play golf with heads <laughs> that they've beheaded from the journalists and the people they don't want to fucking hear any criticisms about. The only other person that's closer to the Saudis than Phil Mickelson is Vince McMahon. Oh my god! Well, the Saudis just fucking throw billions of dollars at these enter- sports people. Yeah, they're like, oh, um, can we get Jake the Snake Roberts? They're like, yeah, he works for another company, but we'll give you $50 million to get him to come let a snake bite him. They're like, okay, cool. We got it. You hear what I mean? It's like. And what's crazy, Vince is still going back. They like kept all of his talent like hostage for two days. Oh, that if you ever said we're talking, if you're not a wrestling person, we completely understand. But if you want to see something really interesting, they need the dark side of the ring on that, didn't they, Paul? I think that's coming up this season. So if there hasn't been or there may have already been, you can also find this on YouTube. There'll be other stories and documentaries, but they long and short of it is that the WWE does has a contract with Saudi Arabia to do a couple of events a year. And they make more money on those individual events than they basically do for, I mean, literally make more for those than they do for WrestleMania and for all of their stuff. Besides their TV deal, this is like their biggest income is from. I think it was a $5 billion deal. It's outrageous. I mean, from the most corrupt, one of the most corrupt and evil, I'm getting into all that kind of crap. But one of the things was that they were on their plane and they like landed, they were taking, and they weren't allowed to leave. Like they weren't allowed to leave Saudi Arabia. They wouldn't like they wouldn't clear their plane to leave. And the wrestlers and the, basically the entire company sitting on the 747 with a big WWE logo on it. And like they were starting to get worried that like they were going to get boarded or like taken off the plane. And like it, it's it's a crazy story. So you do not have to be a wrestling guy to be into that story. It was Argo. It was Argo all over again. Dude, seriously. I mean, like the stories are pretty. It's pretty crappy. It's it, it's really. And again, what does Vince do? They go back like three months later. The only thing, some people wouldn't go anymore. Like Daniel Bryan wouldn't go anymore. Told him straight up, I am not going. Uh, Kevin Owens, another, I'm not going. Like, figure it out. I don't care. I'm not going. Yeah, but then Shawn Michaels fucking comes and wrestles after being retired for like 12 years. That was a travesty. Him and Triple H dying in the ring together, bald and falling over and holding each other up, trying to do a goddamn wrestling match like 15 years after they should be wrestling. Why'd you have to point out the bald part, man? Well, because the last time you seen Shawn Michaels, he's got a hair down to his shoulder and then he's literally fucking got a goddamn bandana and a bald head. He looked like a truck stop worker. Like fucking Brett Michaels. That's why he always wears a bandana because he's bald as fuck. Yeah, but he also had Rock of Love. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's one of the best old. Brian, that's one of our old retro reviews we're going to do eventually. We're going to go back and watch one of the Brett Michaels season of Rock of Love and just the. Oh, yeah. They we're talking. That's like that's like Tila tequila level trash. Oh, but then you gotta do I love New York because that's where it really goes fucking off the wall. Pumpkin. There's so many. <laughs> there's so many good shows that we could do. 
VH1 was just like fucking UFC before UFC was around in reality dating shows. <laughs> Let's say here's a good segue for us, Bryce. So we're talking about those shows and you could put anything on that show and like it was all fair game. So obviously everyone knows if it's your first time listening, Brian, myself, we have a YouTube channel that we started before we started the podcast called The Reality Guys. We watch anything old and new reality TV and give candid responses. One of our things we like to do is go back and watch retro shows that we have don't know who won. We don't look up any of the results or anything and watch them as if they were new. Me and Brian fell into a little bit. I had to kind of avoid a hornet's nest this week. Um. So we're currently watching season 42 of Survivor, which is the current live season. Well, our reviews go up every Thursday morning. And there was a big tribal council kerfuffle, which was basically a like race relations conversation and debate. And we watched the episode and like the race card was pulled. And I, again, we, we said right at the top of our thing, like we are not the people to give the opinion on this. You have two 30 year old white guys like we're not touching this with a thousand foot pole and we're going to let the community, you know, have at it. And oh, boy, did the community have at it this week, man. I want to talk about the toxic wasteland of back and forth of ignorance and hate. I have a I have a, I have a tweet here. I have a, a reply to my video. I basically the guy said, oh, Survivor is really on the downswing right now. I said, yeah, man, I agree, but maybe it'll get better. His exact reply. I'm done with Survivor. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> yeah, they're ruthless, man. They, it's if you really want to find out where we are in society, go to these these uh, Facebook groups for Bachelor Survivor. You, you'll get a good idea. Send that to the aliens. It's it's funny because as we've given like dove deeper and deeper into like reality TV and in, into in turn into growing the community and looking and joining some of these other kind of fan communities, there are levels of nastiness for reality TV shows and their fandom. Like just like we talk about toxic fandoms like Star Wars fans or Marvel or whatever you want to insert, I'll put up some of these women in these reality TV groups against anybody. Um, number one being The Bachelor. Any Bachelor fan group, you are good luck. I'm just letting you know. Don't be surprised when the sweet little grandmom says some spew, some serious hate or serious judgment. And they come not just for the shows. They come for us. <laughs> they come oh, for yeah. me and Brian sometimes. And it's classic now, which kind of crazy is seems like Survivor starting to creep that way. And it's honestly because the last two seasons of Survivor have been horrible like yeah. straight up garbage and brian went through and binged 40 seasons before we started 41 last year and i mean brian i mean these are what bottom five seasons both of these yeah they're, t- they're absolutely terrible and when i see people say that oh i think this is a top 10 season those people need to get off the meds they need to go hang out with the batman haters yeah idiots like w- w- get some history in your life read a book <laughs> read a book i did read a book last week i told you i read that book um, but on the other side, there is one fandom and one fandom only in reality TV that like is so wholesome and nice that even the contestants are literally in the Facebook groups. And that would be the amazing race. For whatever reason, people that watch the amazing race are just in a good mood. They're just like, oh, you tried your best. Oh, I went there on vacation. Oh, she's really cool. And they're like, oh, this guy tried really hard. That was really dumb. And the contestant like, yeah, I was dumb. It happens. And they're like, we still love you. Here's some cookies I'm sending you. And I just don't understand what it is. Like, I don't it's it's on the same channel as Survivor, but they're so wholesome. 
I think just that when it comes down to you eliminating people from a show, that's when people like they're getting their feels when somebody they like gets eliminated, just this downward spiral of terribleness. Until the Boston Rob season of the fucking Amazing Race. Uh, yeah, I know that's on the Amazing yeah, Race. Yeah, they have. There's like a Survivor one, right? Well, he like like him and his wife Amber came on. Yeah, like they came on for a season, and he was just. He was such a piece of shit. I'm not a fan of him. I'm not gonna lie. No, he was. I know people think he's awesome. I, I don't think he's that cool. I can't stand him. He that like his season was the last season of Amazing Race I watched. Actually, oh, you got to come and like watch a few with us. We've been having. A, we're watching season one right now. Well, because I was like, I don't like if they're gonna be doing this. If they're gonna be going down this route of just getting fucking like celebs know, type of stuff. Yeah, like like people, especially like Boston Rob, to kind of shake it up. Like, no. Yeah, I I know there's a couple other people on Survivor that they like switch, and I think it's the same thing. Their Survivor had a season where they had other people from Big Brother. Like, it's kind of like you share the rights to like your network, and they were just like bouncing people around. Because isn't Big Brother on CBS too, Bill? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll get there. We'll get there. So what's the next thing I'm going to I got a couple of things, Paul, I um, we're going to kind of get into some things that we've been watching and stuff. And you yeah. did tease me with a good story. Uh, you were able to go and I'm jealous because I was not able to go this week to see the unbearable weight of massive talent. Um, I yeah. need to hear the, your review and I need to hear your story. Man, I love Nicolas Cage. Like, I mean, fucking Nicolas Cage is just a goddamn enigma wrapped in a question mark. <laughs> um. I love, you know, like uh, the classics and then like the not so classics as direct to DVD stuff. And then like the acclaimed stuff, like leaving Las Vegas and it could happen to you. But yeah, the unbearable weight of massive talent is he plays like a parody of himself. And it's pretty fucking fantastic because he actually has, he has like an alter ego that kind of pops up in his like only he can talk to him it's it's uh it's nicky cage from the wild at heart phase of his career okay and he has some fun conversations but i've been hanging out with this girl at work and she is very she only the only tv show she watches is the bachelor oh yeah but like she's big into like fitness and you know wanting to live <laughs> past 50 like ooh, cool yeah, after that so she doesn't watch a lot of tv like she doesn't watch a lot of movies at all so i'm like hey i'm gonna be on a podcast on saturday we're talking about this movie i'm gonna go see it do you want to come with and she's like yeah and when we get there she's like oh this is a guy she literally looks at the poster she goes oh this is the guy from that bill of rights movie oh my god and i go oh you mean the declaration of into independence yeah yeah no yeah like (laughs) you know and she's like oh yeah the movie where he steals a government document i'm like yeah that's that's it it happened it's in a movie it happened right you're not wrong that's what he does he steals a government document fucking wesley snipes in real life fucking tax evasion it's a great movie um yeah no so like the movie is, I mean, I can't think of a movie more meta than this movie. First off, Pedro Pascal steals the fucking movie. Like, he just plays, like, the best fanboy of all fucking time. 
Like he is so adorable. Like his character is just adorable. How much he just obsesses over Nicholas Cage. And I look over a couple times and she just looks so fucking perplexed. Oh no. And I'm like, and th- like, I'm so happy she didn't like talk to me during the movie. Cause I kind of just want to be into it. And when we were, we were leaving, we're driving home. She just like, she's just kind of sitting there. I go, okay, what do you want to know? And she goes, so do you think he knew that this movie was going to be about him? I go, yeah, I do. She goes, do actors do that a lot? I go, this is probably one of the, I go, besides being John Malkovich, this might be the big, the big one where they kind of peel back the curtain, you know, like, uh, Keanu Reeves did it for a little bit in what was it like you'll always be my baby you know we get movies with bit parts of actors playing over the top you know but like there's stuff in this movie where Pedro Pascal and Nick Cage are writing a movie in this movie and in the first act they're writing about how their first act would be and it's very similar to what's happening and then we get to the second act like oh the second act we could do this she goes she goes, do you really think that was on purpose? I go, yes, I do. Like, yes, I do. And it's crazy because she's the smartest person I ever met. Like, like I'm sitting here kind of making fun of her, but like in everything else, she's smart as hell. It's like, oh, loser, you don't know movie tropes, idiot. I was just about, <laughs> I was just about to say, Paul, are you expecting her to listen to this? More, no, she's not going to listen to this. Okay. Absolutely. Say, she might not after, she might not talk to you after this. No, she's going to listen to like something about like curriculum trends in Wisconsin. I don't fucking know. Can you send her the reality guy's way? Oh, she's listened to you guys. Hey. She loves the stories of how I've been in a wedding party with Nick Vial and how much I hate that fucking piece of shit. You were in a wedding party with Nick Vial? Yeah, that guy's a fucking dumpster diver. I well, hate no that shit. Guy. I hate that guy so much. Wait, this is a story I want to hear. I hate that guy so fucking much. So you were in like a like a bachelor, like a you were a groomsman with him? Yes, I sat right next to him at the fucking table in the front. Wait, this is all time. He's a so, fucking asshole. Well, yeah, I mean he's a he's a clout chasing one. I mean he's got one of those like Bachelor Nation approved podcasts. He's like the Nick Vial files or podcasts whatever and he gets oh she's trying to get me to listen to his stuff oh fuck fuck that that. no we're better than that douchebag sorry we weren't on the show somehow this dude's gonna end up hearing this fuck Fuck him if he does nick vial you're a piece of shit fuck you paul would have said it to your face i did let's break news what do you do well i love shitting on people at weddings he doesn't like You gotta, yeah, you, it, once we get drops, you got to drop in the quiet letter and laugh right there. <laughs> <laughs> I did, though. That's true. You're not wrong. The only better laugh than that, Brian, I can think of is um, with, it's like without a paddle. And it's like the very end, and they have like the, the shark at the end. Of, <laughs> oh, no, that's um, that's strange wilderness. Strange wilderness. Yeah, yeah. Oh Great my movie. god, this shark thing. Whoa. <laughs> you can find this shark on the northern and southern hemisphere. <laughs> I vividly remember the first time seeing that. I heard, that was one of my top laughs of all time. I remember like, rolling on the floor. That was a good movie, man. That's, movies were just better, but that, that was a good movie. Justin Long with his Yeah, dude, Justin Long underrated. Oh, he's, he's in funny. so many good movies. Yeah. Going the distance is his best one with Drew Barrymore. But no, Nick Vial's a piece of shit because this was going into his season 
like his second try as like the lead bachelor loser what do you and do he had Paul? to be like he had to be like oh like i can't fucking say anything blah 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 and he's like hinting around like man dude like i think i found the one but then he's walking up to every hot girl he's like hey i'm in the fucking bachelor like i'm in room two fucking 15 come see me afterwards it's like okay spoiler dude (laughs) you guys don't work out i guess but like he was he treated he treated all of the like the 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 staff like fucking shit he was so rude to them he treated all of the groomsmen like shit where i just didn't care i'm like you know fuck you like oh cool like you're on the bachelor like i've been in a commercial in milwaukee fuck you like we're the same (laughs) my dad could beat up your dad like and Paul, were you like at the time? Were you were you friends with this guy, and this guy was friends with him? Yeah. So this guy was he's one of my best friends, and he was in the Army Rangers. And another Ranger of his is a big time like a uh, brother of like a huge like celebrity dentist in Florida. So when Nick Vial made it, he hung out in Florida a lot and got his teeth done by this dude and became really good friends with this other guy named Paul. And whenever my friend Matt would go to Florida, they would hang out together and they got really close. Okay. Interesting. So, so he was small in- world. I never knew that. I learned something today, Paul. Get on the pod I mean, and Paul can talk shit to him. I-, I will, dude. I fucking will, man. Be like, you were rude as fuck. Apologize. It's not Nick Vial. It's Nick Vile, you vile <laughs> son of a bitch. Vile motherfucker. <laughs> uh, okay, guys. Spe- oh, I love good segues. Speaking of vile motherfuckers. It's not coming. 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 Man, George won't ever write that book dude it's not coming it's not coming it's not coming because he's a lady and greasy douchebag it's not coming it's not coming it's not coming more prequels and random crap that nobody wants it's not coming it's not coming it's not coming it's not coming you can play this after a couple shots of whiskey and i'm trying to get somebody in bed we need to have we we need to make an original like i know i say it every week but like a soundtrack like that needs we can do we can make money on spotify or something where we like make original songs just us bill weird al that shit yeah so it's been about every week i give the update here guys so this week george decided to write a blog not write his book but write a blog. Uh, it's the, this is his quote. This is it. The winds of winter is going to be a big book. The way it's going, it could be bigger than a storm of swords or a dance of dragons, which are one of the longest books to date. I usually cut and trim once I finish, but I need to finish first. You know, fucking shit, George. I'm so sick of this asshole. Somehow he's still fucking every week. Like I'm, I'll get it. any, like, am, am I just going to die on this? Is, do you think anyone else is as uh, upset as I am? But not because I actually want to read the book, just because I just fucking hate this guy, dude. I'm sure Reddit has a hate group. I need to become the king. I think I'm I am the king. I'm sure there's somebody you're probably like a Padawan compared to some of these other people. Yeah, you're right. I always thought I was harsh about reality TV until Let I went the hate with flow me. through you. Yeah. I mean, I dude, it, it is like I I feel like I've grown a lot as a man the last year. I've like stood up for myself. I've found myself. I've you know, I what did you stand up for? 
Oh, um, um, tax no, tax rates. <laughs> no, everyone knows what I'm fucking talking about. And everyone, please relax. Like we made we made good decisions here. Anyway, but this guy, like this, is the only guy that gets me like this. Not even people in my actual life get me this upset. But it just, I just, it's just like he knows that I hate authors. This is what it is. I hate any kind of creatives that like really, really think that when something gets that big, that it's still theirs and it's only theirs and it's up solely up to them. Dude, it's bigger than you now, man. And like, help us out here. It's he obviously doesn't give a shit about like finishing his story. He doesn't give a shit. The money came in and he's there's almost a level of respect I have about this dude where he's just so blatantly like, ha fuck you guys. Like, I'm, I don't care. I'm going to write seven books about nothing. Oh, I'm going to work on Elden Ring. I'm a, Oh, guys, I didn't finish the book yet. I bet it'll be really long when I'm done. He's going to die. He's going to die. Definitely going to die. I just, I can't. All right. All right. Thank you, everyone. Everyone once a week, they, 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 they let me just get it out. This is like my therapy session every week with this guy. Um, Paul, yeah, the biggest enemy to Game of Thrones is that fucking Winter King. It's diabetes. Like what the fuck? Or it's me. <laughs> Paul, I know you watched the first three episodes like I did. We kind of teased on it earlier, but I do want to get your thoughts on uh, the offer on Paramount Plus. The cast is awesome, so I, oh I just want to kind of get your vibes on. I know you gave a, a fuller review on PCL, but you know, just your general thoughts. Yeah, man. So the offer on Paramount Plus and Paramount Plus is uh, they just today they uploaded uh, who cares about the third one, but they uh, put out the remastered 4K versions of The Godfather 1 and 2 on Paramount. It's, it's now their home. But uh, yeah, no, the offer on Paramount Plus tells uh, the fucking crazy story of the making of the godfather and it it's it's going to be a 10 episode series and we're mainly following uh matthew goods robert evans who was the head of paramount studios and uh miles tellers uh alan ruddy uh who was the producer and then we really get like it's kind of a it's kind of a tale of two families we have the movie family of them trying to get this movie made. And then we have the actual real life Italian mafia in New York that is just so against the making, like they were against the book coming out and then they get even more pissed when they find out the movie's coming out. And it's, it's fucking brilliantly done because we get the actors they got to play famous actors from the seventies. They are unfucking believable. The guy that plays Al Pacino, I thought, they got Christopher Lloyd to get a time machine. They went to 1970 and they brought in Al Pacino from 1970 to be in this fucking show. Um, I think it, I like, I don't know. I, I love the movies. I don't know how factual some of these events are, but I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. It is so fucking entertaining if if like if you really love the show Mad Men, you're gonna love this because it kind of takes that, you know, '70s workplace environment and just throws in people you know. I, Billy, I really fucking love this show. I can't wait for the rest of these to come out. Um, I think the guy that plays Mario Puzo is amazing. Dan Fogler as Francis Ford Coppola. Mm-hmm. 
uh, fucking uh, from Ted Lasso, Juno Temple, fucking killing it in this. As he plays uh, Betty McCart, who is uh, Ruddy's assistant. Yeah, she's she's great. No, it's it, it's a really fucking cool show, and it's fun to like internet search some of these events and see what is true and what's not true. Uh, my biggest laugh was France was uh, Mario Puzo with the fork to Frank Sinatra. <laughs> so okay, and I'll I'll touch on that a little bit. So. The offer obviously is the name of the miniseries, like Paul said, 10 episodes on Paramount Plus. It is based upon a book that was published um, late in 2021, which was called Leave the Gun, Take the Cannoli. It was Mark Seal. So this is a dramatization of that book. So the book is I obviously I'm not one of the people who was going to say this, but the book does so far, just from what I've seen three episodes in, how far we've gotten along already. You get a lot more of it fleshed out. You get a lot more of it like moment to moment, jumping to people and really getting their full thoughts. You know, they may show one argument and then it gets settled. There may have been five arguments, but they go through that in the the book. The stuff that I found, I kind of mentioned this last week briefly to Brian, but just so interesting. I mean, one, The Godfather and Godfather Part Two are some of my favorite films of all time. I know I'm not alone in saying that, but as I've gotten older, I've gained more of an appreciation for the films. I actually got to show my wife uh, Godfather and Godfather Part Two for the first time this past week. She had never seen them. So I was really able to get in there and like explain this stuff to her and ask a bunch of questions. And because I read this book, I feel it, it really informs so much. Like you're, it's so great to be able to watch these actors in the film and they break things down, especially in the second half of the book. Once the film's actually getting made, they really bring you through like scene by scene and what they were thinking and the story behind how they were able to get to that location or how the scene turned out like crap or how this guy ad libbed. And, and I'm not going to spoil some things, but some of the most like iconic moments in that film were completely ad libbed. They were not written. There wasn't even really a script written for the Godfather. He, Coppola had a, a Coppola had a, a, a notebook that he kept and it, he read the book from Puzo and he just kind of just noted how he would do it. And then when they go to write, it's the best because Puzo didn't even want to write the book. He was broke. He was broke as shit because he was a horrible gambler. And the, even so, they don't share that as much on the show. But like anytime he'd get like five dollars, he'd spend 50. Like he, there was a story of him getting an advance on a book before The Godfather, and he took his entire family to Italy for like two weeks and flew them all first class, even though they had like two hundred dollars to their name. And he just took out a bunch of credit cards while he was in Europe. And then he came back and it's like, uh, I need to start working on this movie. I have no money like these. There is so many. I mean, we talk about Brando, Marlon Brando, one of the greatest actors of all time. When that movie was coming about, he was done. People were done with Brando. He was hard to work with. He was washed. He was addicted to pain medication. He, you name it, he was a weirdo to some people aloof. And but to, to see one of the most iconic performances of all time come out of it, it's just, I'm, it's really cool. I, I you know, I, I never try to push people to go and try to read the books and stuff. But I really think so far, if you watch this series, you are going to get a great impression on what was going on. And like I said, Paul even underselling the castle. But you saw Miles Teller in there. You have. Giovanna Rubisi playing Columbo. Colin Hanks is in. He plays Barry Lapidus, who is like the the straight man from the company who's you know checking every dime and every cost and the money you know, man. Yeah. yeah, breaking people's balls. Michael Gandolfini's in it even. Like you know, like it's funny. He's gonna get another performance. I mean, you mentioned Puzo, Patrick Gallo. You could just keep going on and on and on. The guy that played Sinatra was great. That was a great scene. And what's funny about the Sinatra scene is in the book, there's a lot of stuff where it's basically like two sides to the story. So there's like never a full like confirmation sometimes of what really happened because according to Puzo, he's like, 
I didn't do anything. I didn't do. I didn't say I didn't argue with him. I said, thank you. And I walked away. But according to Ruddy, he grabbed he's grabbing Sinatra by the neck, too, and trying to f- fucking fist fight the guy like in the it's awesome. And it's just like that's kind of crap doesn't happen anymore in a time where you couldn't be recorded second by second, moment by moment. I mean, some of these actors and producers, I mean, it is a whole different world. Old Hollywood was so, like you said, very much like a Mad Men vibe. That's a, that's a great comparison, Paul. Man, dude, I cannot wait. I feel like it's coming in the fourth episode, but I cannot wait until we get like a sit down with Brando. Brando like- is going to be played by Justin Chambers. Um, From Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy, yeah. yeah, played Karev. So, that, and, you know, I mean, he was on that show for like 18 years. So, I mean, that's definitely his... And I'm looking forward to seeing him do something different. So I, I'm really, really looking forward to seeing what his chops are outside of playing Dr. Alex Karev and just being one of the only two or three doctors to not die on Grey's Anatomy. Well, and like, so I literally, as you were talking, because I do a lot of driving, I listen to books. I'm not a big reader. I just, on Audible, I had credits. I just got that book you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, you're going to um, love it, man. Man, dude, like, I, I guess I don't want to know, but, like, I can't wait to just see, like, I can't wait to see who they cast as Robert Duvall. I can't wait to see, like, there's got to be some stuff with Jimmy Kahn because he is full-blown Irish. Like, he mm-hmm. is, not, like, I wonder if that's going to be addressed. I just, I did not think I was going to love this as much as I did, and this is one of the best things I watched all week. This, this show was so fucking cool and fun. I'm really glad that you enjoyed it. Bri, is this going to somehow make it onto your list? On the list. <laughs> You're on the list. You just made the list. He's like the Dean Malenko of like watching shit. He's like the man of a thousand and one fucking uh, TV shows on the list. So hey, if you give me, you find a way to get me more time in a day. Hey, I'm not knocking, man. No, this I'm is not. not none knocking. of this is. Uh, not, this is not, not shade. I'm, I'm just saying, somebody we know. Hey, if man, anyone here is first. listening is from the future and has figured this out. Can you go back to Brian here on the May 1st, 2022 and help him out? Oh, my God. Well, my kids, when they turn like one, they really kind of got the concept of TV where you could just put something on and would calm them down. For like four years of my life, it was just Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Mickey I like Mouse. Always, I hear that about it. Mickey from other Mouse. Kids. I'm a big Mickey some guy. Of the episodes aren't bad, but like it's just like okay, toodles, we get it. Fuck you, Goofy, get a job. <laughs> Listen, Goofy, we know you were a pop star 20 years ago, but we need you to we need you to get back here now. Man, dude, I'll fight anybody. Goofy movie is one of the most underrated Disney movies of all time. Incredible movie. It's a incredible soundtrack. Fantastic. Oh my god, uh, what is it? Eye for eye or no? Eye like, to eye. I too, I one of the best fucking Disney songs of all time. Mm-hmm. I have it on my iPod. Man, I'll never forget watching it as a kid. I'm like, God damn it, Goofy! Let your like, let Max go to the concert. It means a lot to him. He needs he needs to see Powerline. Now, as a dad, I'm like, God damn it, Max! Go fishing with your dad. It means a lot to him. You're not gonna have these moments. The perfect cast. Oh, so fucking good, man. Really Such good. a great fucking movie. My feels. The I'm Leaning just... Tower of Cheesa. Fucking Pauly Shore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to watch a goofy movie again. That's so good. You know what? It's probably 70 minutes. You can get in and out. In and out. Those are the films you got to get ready with the kids. In and out. 
I will gladly watch that movie. Oh, Goofy movie. Yeah, that one's great. Sequel, maybe not. Stone. Nah, sequel's not too. Sequel's okay, but it's not a Goofy movie. I saw this thing on the internet today. It was, it, I was on, um, it was like, I think it was on Twitter, but I, I screenshotted it here, <laughs> clicked in the article. It just, I don't even know why. I just thought it was really funny. So, you know how they're doing, Margot Robbie is doing the Barbie movie? Well, but with no Barbie girl song. There you go, Paul. That is a story. So they are doing a live action Barbie movie with Margot Robbie, who is Barbie. I mean, why? Because it's going to make money. Originally, but, it was going to be Amy Schumer. Oh, my God. Was that going to be like an ironic Barbie? I don't know. But like originally, it was going to be Amy. Amy Schumer was originally cast as Barbie. Well, the whole story here is they're going to do a Barbie movie, but they have confirmed that the aqua song barbie girl will not be in the barbie movie if it's gonna be geared towards like the tweens and young girls that makes sense kiss me here kiss me there hanky panky yeah. it is kind of a yeah. dirty ass song if you really start to dive into the lyrics yeah. and in the music video ken is like taking off her fucking limbs oh yeah you know it's i mean very interesting what, it's like yeah. a boxing helena have you guys ever seen boxing helena no, no, it's it, it's a movie from like ninety one. Uh, Kim Basinger was originally in that, and she was so appalled by the script that she left and she went bankrupt because the studio sued her for like seven million dollars. But it's this crazy guy that's so obsessed with a woman that he kidnaps her, and every day he starts to amputate a piece of her. Towards the end of the movie, she's just like a torso in a glass case and he just puts like flowers around her it's so fucking weird fucking uh uh red foreman is in the movie it's fucking insane man what's it called boxing helena okay because he's is this literally gonna be like helena is this is this movie gonna be like that uh that tyra banks movie it was a life-size where she was a doll and then she became real life or are they just gonna bring us into like the mattel verse Dude, okay, real quick. Speaking of Tyra Banks, I got so fucking mad. I f- there's a movie so near and dear to my childhood that I found out. I found out through an article that she was cast as the villain in the remake. She is cast as the boss in the remake of "Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead." Why are they touching this movie? Really? Yes. Why are they fucking touching this movie? Because people touch anything, Paul. You know that. Yeah, like Aqua, like the Aqua song. <laughs> touch me <laughs> here, touch there. Touch me there. Oh, Jesus Christ, Wait, Paul. This movie looks weird. Like she's like in a wheelchair with no limbs. Dude, it's fucking insane, man. It's fucking wild, dude. Hey. Won't be. I'll tell you what. That's that movie's not on my list. Oh, all right. So like, and it's got a cop out ending. Like, it's got the cop out, this is a dream, dream. ending. I was going to ask if it was a dream. It was a dream. She just wakes up and she's like, oh, I'm fine. She's <laughs> like, that would have been fucked up. Like saw and like, Well, and it's weird because she kind of starts to get Stockholm Syndrome during the movie. That's what it looks like from these images. Yeah, it's fu- it, uh, so weird. That was originally supposed to be Kim Basinger. Ooh. And she's like, fuck this. Like, like it's kind of like a big like fetish type of movie where people are like, yeah, this is hot. Like, okay, you need to go to prison if you even 
acknowledge that that kind of thing is hot to you. It's true. I have, um, I don't, we're going to do spoiler free here because it's Sunday and this only dropped on Friday. So I'm not expecting a ton of people. I mean, I know a lot of people listening will have, but it's the fair expectation that everyone has Ozark second half final seven episodes of season four i know paul and i both finished it i know it's on brian's list i know we're making a lot of jokes about brian's list but that is something he actually is going to finish because i know he watched the other parts and other seasons i have not seen that other part of the new season it's going to probably be better off for you to go straight through i think it'll be cool Let's go straight through yeah yeah it'll be good all i'm going to say is i i said i loved it bravo jason bateman bravo laura linney the two of them, I mean, the whole cast is great, but to me, the, Marty and Wendy Birdman, I mean, I the love who plays Ruth is fantastic. Yeah, Julia Garner. Yeah. Great character. Great character. They, they all they all to me, they all had complete character arcs and that in most shows you get to the end and, you know, some maybe the main main character will get some sort of service. But I felt like every single character's journey came to a, a logical ends and uh and we were talking about this earlier paul it's like some people in television and in their fiction they just uh they don't want there to be consequences for their actions and that is not what ozark is no this is getting a lot of hate from a lot of people they're they're comparing they're saying this is the new sopranos ending that's it's a lazy comparison that. that's it's a lazy ass that. comparison it's not that and like yeah i'm sorry but this isn't a spoiler. Ozark isn't about good people. Like you're not supposed to be rooting. Literally, the only person I you could say you would semi root for is Ruth. I guess right. I mean, sort of, but she's dumb too, and also a piece of shit. She's done some terrible things throughout the show. Like these aren't good people. Like it was a fascinating tale of what you would do in this situation. But I I love the ending. I know uh, we're in a minority of that, but I don't give a fuck. Like, you're now of Nick Vial status to me. If you don't like Ozark ending, go fuck yourself. This has just been the episode (laughs) of us telling people that disagree with us to go kick rocks. And like, really, it's just I'm very curious to see Brian's. I think you'll like it, Brian. I I do. I think it's, it's your vibe. You know, you're not like Mr. Sunshine and Rainbows and like looking for all like right into the sunset and like there's a just dead level of realism here. Like, you know, if you've watched the show and you saw where, especially even when they left off at the end, that middle of the season, it's like, how do you expect them to be like, Oh, we're going to go to a Cubs game next week. You, you, you uh, Jonah, you want to go uh, do some college tours? Like, no. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. What yeah, so, year I watch it. We'll never know. And I'm going to be curious. Up. I'm going to put something out into the um, into the Facebook group. I'm not going to look for spoilers, but I'm going to just kind of put a, a poll out oh, there. Cool. And I, I'm going to put a poll and to see, you know, liked it, loved it, completely hated it or something like that. Just there's something just to get an idea of where everyone sits on it, because I'm seeing the same thing from you, Paul. And I'm it's just one of the things again, too. I'm just I, sometimes I get baffled that people don't think like me. Oh, I didn't get what I wanted. Oh. That's America right there. I know. Yeah, you just go watch The Godfather, guys. <laughs> like, you know what I mean, people? Like, it, it just go figure it out. If you want to watch where you get what you want, watch Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Like, there you go. Watch that That's, shit. It's true. It is very true. Um, Paul, I know Brian. Are, are you watching Halo? No. Okay. 
So I don't blame you if after the first episode from episodes two through four, two through four definitely lost a lot of people. Episodes two through four were meddling at best. Um, five and, and I have not talked to Brian about this at all. I know we loved episode five. I loved episode six. I think it is on the dead right track. This show, there wasn't action this week, but there was intrigue. There was character development. There was there was no tip. T- this show I like because they're not tiptoeing around things like making reasons for them to not get to the point of certain things. You know how shows will you know, uh, the, the conflict should be evident and should be happening right now or a conversation should happen right now. And said they wait five episodes to get around to the, they are getting to the point and we got to see Halo, Bri, in a way. We got to see what it, the surface of Halo looked like in the show, and I loved it. Yeah, I mean, that was that a dream. You think that was fully what it looks like? No, I mean, it's no, I, I think that's what like part of it. Well, I just, you know, what exactly what I'm talking about, how yeah, you could see the yeah. Halo coming up into yeah. the background and shit. And it's, I popped, dude. I popped. So I've been waiting for that visual for so long. So anyone who played the games, you know, that like, you could just like turn and look up in the sky and in the distance and see like the loop getting smaller as you go up and you're seeing the halo ring and we haven't seen the actual ring yet from the outside, but we got to see a little tease of, you know, I, I mean, it's going to have all the different areas and stuff, right. But I do think that like, it was a kind of dream version of it, but just didn't like to see the halo ring in any way. Like, I'm sorry, as much as like a lot of the complaints we have, like you said, about other episodes, it washes away from me when I see the freaking halo ring, dude. You know, you know why this episode was good. Yeah, it was because fucking uh, Kum Ha and Sorbin aren't in it. Yep, that is that is that is it right there. Um, yeah, no, I enjoyed the episode. Uh, you're not, we're not going to get action ever, all the time. And, but I'm, I've said this before. I'm fine if Quan's not in it. I, I, I can lower my expectations of an episode. And she wasn't in it, so I'm fine. I, I thought it was still the next episode. So carry on, Halo. Yeah, like I said, you're killing it now, guys. So just keep the momentum up. We have all the characters are kind of in their places. And um, like you said, Brian, we're very curious to see what where this season ends as far as Halo lore storyline wise, where are they going to get us? So I agree. So one more thing I want to talk about now. I know, Paul, we're going to talk about Moon Knight. Brian, you saw the most recent episode, episode five, correct? Yep. Okay. so um. If you watched Moon Knight episode five or you really watch Moon Knight in general, there's just like one thing. And I I know Brian and Jake uh, from PCL agree with me in this respect, but. There is no Moon Knight, guys, so um, we're going to get into our Moon Knight review segment here, but I do have a new bumper here for Moon Knight. Is this an original song? When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's not moon night. When the world seems to wan cause you've had no screen time, that's not moon night. So we're here for our moon night review, everybody. Episode five of moon night. I love the bumpers. I I literally just do it for myself. I just like I want to be on these original songs. I made it up like 10 minutes before we got oh, on. Oh, fuck. That's good. Um, so episode five of Moon Knight. So for those of you following along, Mark Spector's dead. He has a new best friend who's a hippo, and they are riding a boat across the desert. Have I missed anything, Brian? No. 
I love this. I, I know it sounds like I'm making fun of it, but this actually was my favorite episode of Moon Knight. They dove into the crux of, you know, who Mark Spector is. It is why he developed that m- multiple personality disorder in now this is in the MCU. How do you go into Moon Knight comics? There's a lot of different origins and different takes of it. But it really dealt directly with his trauma, uh, the accidental death of his brother when he was younger due to him wanting to go into them to go swimming in a cave. And the younger brother ends up drowning. But Mark survives. Obviously, the traumatic loss of a child is something no one ever wants to experience. And unfortunately for Mark's mother, it was something she was unable to get past and not only unable to get past, but never able to let the blame go from young Mark. She basically disowned him within her, their own home. And his father had to basically try to play both sides and keep her from drinking herself completely to death and also making his son feel loved when his mother literally completely hates him. And to have to see you know, that it was so traumatic to him that he literally like took some fictional characters from posters in his rooms and from little references in his life and created you know, Stephen. You know, it's it's and in, you know, this is full spoiler reviews to lose that Steven personality in the end. And for him to sacrifice himself to save Mark, I, I, I'm going to miss Steven. And knowing this is a mini series, we may actually in this version of Moon, Knight never really get a lot, you know, get at least that personality and others, Jake Lockley and others that people know in the comics, but um, it, it bothered me. And that's why I made the bumper. I put this on Twitter the other day. It's how can something be my favorite episode of a series and made me, like the series less and it's because it's like where the hell is moon knight where's moon knight where is he brian uh in a tomb or in a in a, what is it, a sarcophagus i i think right now he's a a gift shop statue did the dad look like his brother like like could have been his brother like he looked his dad looks so young the dad is that just me no, I mean, I mean, I'm be honest. I didn't even think about yeah. that. Sorry, I, I always like pick up on something so stupid. I, I like a lot of people thought his dad was played by Fred Armisen. He does look like Fred Armisen. So overall, like I said, it's this is the thing we've kind of touched on, and I'd love to get Paul's take on this. I don't want to say we're MCU Disney Plus show haters, but we're not the unapologetic fanboys where God forbid if Marvel crap something on the floor, they're praising it as God's gift to earth where you fall on the series in general, Paul, like how, like how felt like how much have you felt they've delivered on their promise? Or do you think maybe people over and over had high expectations for these shows on moon Knight or the other shows in general, yeah, well, moon Knight and in general, because I haven't seen an episode of moon Knight. Okay. <laughs> um, Man, I've I've enjoyed every every Marvel show so far. I don't think they're the best thing since sliced bread, but I've I've enjoyed all of them. There hasn't been one that I've just been like, ugh, this is gross. Um, but I don't think that's just because it's a Marvel thing. Like I I, I enjoyed I enjoyed Haw- Hawkeye for what it was because it did uh, Matt Faction's run perfectly i thought wandavision was a cool concept of taking you know genres of tv shows and meshing it in with post-traumatic stress loki was a fun 
you know, whodunit caper type of thing. I, I, I've enjoyed all of them, so I don't know. Maybe it's again, the best guy to talk to. No, it's and it's my thing is it's like I just I haven't hated them. I just think I think like recently, I mean, Brian, I think it's because we've been engaging a lot with these people, like with social media and fandoms. I just think I'm becoming more sensitive. Just like why do people have the need to feel like they need to over push something or oversell something? It's like you can like something like Paul just said, I really enjoy it, but I don't see Paul going on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook every week and just being like, unbelievable. God, Kev Feige did it again. And it's like every goddamn week, guys, like save it for when we go see Dr. Strange next week and it blows your mind or save it for when you Spider-Man deserve to say that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just think sometimes the fandom, it's just like we just want everyone to think everything is the best. And I just don't. Where does that come from? Where is that need to like push it so hard as a fan? You know, like, why can't you just enjoy it for what it is? I, I don't know. I don't I'm not, you think it's like me, me, me. Look at me. I really like something. Is it wanting to be part of something? And I, I'm really not trying to sound like a complete hater. I know I'd sound like it, and it's fine. It's, it's no, you're much fine, time. dude. I completely agree with you. Like, I can't even tell you the last time I watched something. I was like, this is amazing. Last time I did that was like Ted Lasso season one. I do have a serious question for both of you, though. Like, and I know this might be hard since the last episode has not come out yet. But man, from what like I'm gathering from a lot of people talking about Moon Knight, do you think Moon Knight is the one Disney Plus show that could have benefited from them just dropping all six episodes at once? Probably. I think it should have been a movie. Okay. I yeah, think the storyline would be perfect as a movie. Because like WandaVision was a fun week-to-week show because it gave us so much to talk about. WandaVision I, and Loki were like that. I thought they were great. I enjoyed the week-to-week wait for Hawkeye, too. Hawkeye was great. Hawkeye I stand by that. Fucking awesome, man. I love that. I love that. Have you read that three... comic run, Brian? Like, like have I haven't read... now. I, I haven't, oh. but like that's my favorite. I, I what were we about to say, Billy? About to say what I'm, I'm going to say? Uh, yeah, I said it. I love that. It was because like I love, I love hearing it from both of you because I actually really enjoyed Hawkeye. And if you were to go on the internet, it's probably the consensus worst Marvel show. Yeah, well, fuck those people. Fuck them, and Nick Vial. Fuck you, Nick Vial, you piece of shit. Ooh, I don't like Hawkeye. Fuck I might literally just title this episode Fuck Nick Vial. Fuck Nick Hey, why don't you like Hawkeye, Nick Vial? Yeah, you fucking <laughs> asshole. Ooh, your favorite movie's Box and Helena, you freak. The episode title <laughs> Nick Vial Hates Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Man, I'll never forget like a week after that wedding, a picture emerged. He's leaving a fucking grocery store with a girl from The Bachelorette, and she's carrying like seven grocery bags and he doesn't have one like what a piece motherfucker of shit. grab a goddamn grocery bag unforgivable fucking asshole unforgivable chivalry is dead chivalry is super know. dead i have a broken hand i'm still carrying everything he doesn't even know how to pronounce that word oh my god i love that we have a new enemy and me guy. and Brian are gonna have to deal with this at some point in time in the future. It's we're gonna cross paths with this. Those guy. are gonna be really what what season that might need to be the next season for us. He was on Hannah Brown season. No, 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 that was Tyler. Uh, I don't know. We'll, do, we'll do some research. We'll look it up. But Fuck yeah. that guy. <laughs> well, we won't be nice about it. But you're right, though. The people on those bachelor groups, they talk about his podcast all the time. So I think he's like in, he's he's fiddled the hate. He's got like a he sees a snake soother. Well, because he's such a two-faced piece of shit. Of course he's gonna. Of course. 
Of course, he knows how to kiss an ass. You know, Nick Vial would have been a good uh, Ozark character. Yeah, one that gets fucking killed brutally. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. I don't want to see him die. That's that's that's. You'd rather him get his limbs amputated what day by day? Yeah, man, put him in a box. I still contest that George R. R. Martin's still the biggest piece of shit in our hate list, but Nick Vial has somehow vaulted up to number two really quick this week. So um, we should have a power ranking of who yeah, we hate the most. Each month or each week, who do we hate? That's a segment, Bill. I, there we go. Now I got. Now we got to come up with another bumper. Yeah. Who do I'm we hate? A thing called hate. Damn it, that's so good, Paul. What a thing called hate. hate. Hating you, hating <laughs> Fuck you, Adam Schefter. Fuck. Oh, Adam Schefter's on there. Oh, yeah. Um, who else have we got blocked that we hate now? Who's my I don't guy? I hate Charles Barkley, but I'm he's got me blocked. I like Charles Barkley. I like Charles Barkley. Dean Kane. Fuck that guy. Katie. <laughs> Dean Kane. And then uh, John Cusack. <laughs> So we have a good list so far. I'm, I'm going to get one for next week. I'll, I'll release it on the uh, Facebook group so everyone can see our running current hate list. And we'll make sure to keep Paul in the loop on that because he helped us spawn this wonderful mm. idea. You should try to find a reason to hate somebody everybody usually genuinely loves. Oh, I'm oh, great. At Brian has no like, problem with that. Like oh. Bob Ross. Birdman yeah, he, yeah fuck Bob Ross. He was dumb. He should have signed those contracts. Okay, dude. I, you know, fuck that, man. I, I hate those people. I know they're assholes. What we're gonna do here is we're gonna build a nice tree with some brushstrokes. What we're gonna do dude. here is we're gonna write a really nice hate list. <laughs> this is a bad accident. This is a horrible accident, Nick Vial. Nick Vial was a horrible accident because your dad didn't pull out. Son of a bitch. <laughs> What did I say Nick Vial hates? We're going to call this. Oh, Hawkeye. Yeah. So is there a way that like people can search their name and like in an audio format, like, and he'll see like how many times his name's been said and he's going to have to check it out. Well, I'll put his name in the title. So I'm sure somebody who works for him is going to come up and they're going to dig through and they're going to have to get like halfway through the episode all of a sudden figure out and the guy's going to figure out it's Paul. And then he's going to be like, oh, son of a bitch. This guy actually knows me. Anything to do with me. No, none of those people want to do deal with anybody who is in their real life. Like, no, yeah. they'll they'll he'll hide from you like the plague. He may try to come for me and Brian, but he doesn't want that smoke. He's saying, well, oh, he found true love, but then he's fucking trying to slap all over the fucking hors d'oeuvres girl. I mean, Paul's got the Paul's got the receipts. Fucking hate that. Guy. Paul's literally in the pictures. Yeah. Yeah, he's my i have a list of two people i hate most at weddings i don't feel like i should say the second name it's our, we did the illusion so it's like paul went from like that's like one of paul's least favorite weddings ever and then my wedding was one of his favorite weddings favorite weddings and i was still able to cut somebody down well i mean that's if you can't do a good honest cutting down of people then we shouldn't live in america but we are what? now in elon musk's twitter america you can cut down whoever the hell you want but you know what? Brian isn't blameless in that because he was just feeding me white claws that night. Sorry. Hey, hey man, it was they were free. It was great. That the hate great. flow through you. Oh, my God. I love that picture, though. I love that picture of that girl staring at me and her boyfriend yelling at her from your wedding, man. Yeah, I actually went to their uh, wedding recently, too, which is really funny. <laughs> it was beautiful. Oh, we have a good picture of you and I on there, I think, where it's like you have the quail man look. 
yeah, yeah. head tie, man. Yeah, it was to get the sweat out of my eyes. <laughs> it wasn't for style; it was utility, guys. Oh, yeah. It was utility. Yeah, get the haters out of your face too. Yeah, like I, I hugged Jess at the end, and like she went in for a hug. I'm like, you don't want to do that because I'm just. <laughs> I am drenched. You're like, it's I took like a I shower in white clothes. It's like I just swam. You could wring your shirt out into a can. I did. I did. It was disgusting. This has been not what I expected, but everything I expected at once. Paul, you are one of my dearest friends in the world. I love you. And I appreciate you coming on and sharing some awesome stories with me and helping us create a new enemy. Fuck you, Vile. Brian, go get some rest. You have been killing it this week and this weekend. Um, just a little housekeeping. Obviously, we'll have this release. It'll be Monday or Tuesday, depending on what I feel like doing tonight. Uh, make sure to check out the reality guys on YouTube. The next video that will come out will be our penultimate episode of the review of season 18 of The Bachelor, which was Juan Pablo's season. We're going to do the women's tell all and the finale together. And then he's a piece of shit, too. Well, that's the thing. We're still waiting. Do we don't say anything? Because our whole thing is we still haven't figured out why he's a piece of shit. We're on like the second last episode. So where the women tell all is going to be very telling. We know that. So we are we are ready for that. And we're ready for the finale. And then this week, also look out for we'll have another retro review of the Amazing Race season one. We will have the current episode of Survivor 42. And there will also be a review of Temptation Island. Did I miss it? What about courtship, Bill? Son of a bitch, Brian. I am going to finish the damn you courtship. You that to your list? Yeah, you know what? Well, my list is a, is a tangible list, Brian. <laughs> There's a list. <laughs> but anyway, anyway make sure you wipe and subscribe. Yeah, make sure you like and subscribe. And um, we love you all. Thank you for listening to the podcast, which may no longer be the podcast. For myself, Brian, Paul, thank you. Peace.